We can just start whenever. I mean, dead inside. Me too, but it. I mean, that's okay. we can be depressed together. <laughs> Misery loves company, Zach. You know this. And you're my favorite kind of company, Paige. It's true. You're my favorite kind of company. Oh. Ew! Don't be gay about it. Everybody already knows I love you. <laughs> the two people who listen. See, I was gonna. Both of our moms. <laughs> <laughs> if I wish my mom would listen. I know. God. <laughs> This is episode eight, I think, right? Yeah. Wow. Flying oh, through wow. these. Oh, wow. Eight episodes. Oh, wow. We've been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throw back to that for episode seven, the sass you gave me. Douche. It's, it's just... Welcome to episode eight of Beer and Fear. It's not your turn to do this. <laughs> it's my turn every time. No. My name is Paige. I go first. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> This is episode eight of Beer and Fair. Oh, you're going to be a bitch like that. My name is Zach. <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> there's a lot of, today, today there's a lot of built up anger and frustration. And We've we're got all, some energy. We're just all getting it out on this uh, podcast. So Yeah, we're going to go to a rage room later and break TVs. <sighs> you guys are just now a part of this. Yeah. So well, he brought out his little notepad. There's no going back. I need to look at the things that I wrote down to remember what I wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm supposed to ask you uh, first, since I'm the one who introduced the episode this week, obviously. Did you? As, as we've established. I feel like I did. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> enough with the bickering. Let's let's talk about how you've been. How's your week been? Any any cool things happen? It's okay if you say no because uh, I've had many of those weeks also where it's just been a lot of the same. Uh, can't think of anything that really stands out. Nothing exciting. You kind of surprised me when uh, you said you got another pet. Oh, don't bring that. We up. don't have to go into it. Uh, but it's uh, very sad. You get a lot of a lot of people bringing in a lot of pets. We get animals abandoned all the time. Yeah. And you seem to be the one who always takes them home and That's takes them in. And true. <laughs> Kirsten does it, too. Kirsten has, like, 35 pets. Well, that's. I think that's super generous and nice of you guys to do that. Mm. I'm sad about it. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. The pet wasn't in the best condition when it was brought in. We don't have to tell the whole story. We but can, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Had a lady call the store and say that she found a parakeet in her backyard, and she wanted to know if she could bring it in if she caught it. And I was like, yeah, that's fine, thinking she wouldn't be able to catch it, that it would just fly away. She came in a little bit later with the parakeet in a box. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. It's not a big deal. I have a big bird cage. So he didn't look to be in the best condition, pretty lethargic. Mm. I was like, maybe if I can get him under a heat lamp and exposed to some food, because who knows how long he'd been out with, uh, without food. Maybe he'll have a chance to recover, but he died yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably why she was able to catch the bird. Yeah. Well, I was thinking because it was raining, the bird was probably just tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, when I felt its stomach and its, mm-hmm. its crop where they store food, it was just so thin. Now, I'm hoping that was just an accident, how the bird was able to get out of the house. because Usually it is. Okay. And 
It's unfortunate. Unless someone like decided that. to release their parakeet, which also can happen and, sometimes. And yeah, now that's what upsets me, is that if you're going to have a pet, like I, I, that really pisses me off. People who decide to get a pet and then don't take the, the proper you know, procedures and how to take care of it and know how to take care of it and are responsible well, pet owners. That's and they either, either end up giving it away to someone. Yep. Or Parakeets are usually rehomed at least three to four times in their lifespan. Oh. And they live for over a decade. I did not know that. Birds have very long lives. Hmm. Unless you're like a finch or something, but... Uh, yeah, the, the, I guess if you're going to have a pet, it's, it's a commitment, you know? You can't just decide a couple months down the road that, uh, that it's, not, eh, it's not working out. It's you can't. Well, it's because a lot of the time people think of them as a commodity or a product rather than a living creature mm-hmm. that can be scarred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very sad, and birds are so smart too. Right. I mean, you'll see those videos of them acting like idiots online, but <laughs> <laughs> they have their moments. <laughs> um, but that's that's about it. I just kind of started my week off sad. I woke up and he was dead. Um, that was a week ago. No. Oh. This today. Oh. Started my week off sad. Oh, and then this happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. But nothing else really stands out. I mean, work's just been work. Um, That's it. Hmm. I'm just glad that it's getting colder outside, finally. I'm kind of excited for winter. I love spooky season. No, take that back. I'm excited for fall. Yes. Not excited for winter. If we can go from fall Mm -hmm. and then to, like, late spring. Yes. How about you? All for it. What do you got jotted down? Let's see. <laughs> oh, I was going to talk about... Uh, I couldn't remember what I wanted to talk about. I was laying in bed uh, a couple nights ago, and I was like, oh, this would be great. I saw this thing on Reddit. It'd be a cool thing to talk about on the show. See, this is what happens. I didn't write it down. I didn't jot it down in my, in my phone, and I forgot. So um, instead, uh, <laughs> I'll talk about this new... This new subreddit that I found. Oh dear God! Because I'm, I'm a child, and I find this uh, actually somewhat entertaining. Um, you are a child. And the subreddit is called "I'm 15 and this is Yeet." What? <laughs> That's the, if you're on Reddit, you can look up the subreddit "I'm 15 and this is Yeet." Because apparently, I'm I'm 15 and this is Yeet. <laughs> and and scrolling through some of the shit that's on here. I, I can't, like, I just crack up laughing when I'm at work because some of this shit is just so ridiculously stupid that it, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And a lot of the, the memes I've been sending you over the past couple of days are from that subreddit. Are from that subreddit. Oh so, my God. Um, they're, they're pretty funny. Again, if you're on Reddit, check it out. You can see how ridiculous it is. Um, and I, I legitimately f- feel like a teenager feel like a, a small child <laughs> laughing at these posts. Um, other than that, uh, I managed to rearrange uh, a lot of stuff Looks around so my nice. apartment. I got a new couch, which we're now sitting on. This is uh, Like I said, my butt is comfortable. This is the first episode with a new couch, uh, breaking this baby in. Um, I got a new art. Um, and then uh, a new art. <laughs> I've got a bar shelf, which I got a, a, a sometime last week. I think I had that for last week's episode. So it's really did. nice. I can have uh, a few more bottles and stuff on there. Uh, get some all the clutter off my bar, which is nice. Um, I moved the old couch into the second bedroom, so it's kind of a little more comfy in there. And I cleaned mm-hmm. some stuff up, moving some boxes and crap in the closet where no one can see it. Um, and uh, just kind of making things a little more comfortable and a little more a little more homey 
I just like how how everything's kind of coming together. It's making me happy. It's keeping me occupied, and it's um, it's it's somewhat therapeutic. You know, like cleaning up. They were gonna say shopping and like tidying up. Shopping is th- therapeutic. Oh well, yeah, shopping and buying stuff is obviously therapeutic. Oh, yeah. um, spending money. You oh know, yeah, that's a big. That's how you fill up a void in your heart <laughs> yeah. for like all of five seconds. Just buy things that make you happy. Yes, and then you realize, wow, I didn't need this. I was telling, uh, oh. I was telling a friend <laughs> that um, I did that years ago. I was feeling uh, particularly nostalgic of old video games. So I bought on eBay a Game Boy Advance SP, a light blue one, one Ooh. of the nicer ones, like the second gen ones. Oh my god, I still have my original one from when I first got it. Oh man, I wish I never had one as a kid. I had a Game oh. Boy Advance, not the SP. I was spoiled. But I bought an SP off of eBay, and then I bought Pokemon Blue, and then I played it for about a couple weeks, and then I lost all interest. Yeah, I just I got preoccupied with something else. I ended <laughs> up selling it again. So that's that's kind of like uh, the rinse and repeat story of a lot of stuff that I've bought in my past. I'm getting I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, we don't have anything else to talk about, so let's get in the nah, beer. We're rambling. This we is cut uh, half this. episode eight. We're so close to ten. We're gonna make it. Eh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Love the I'm not going to quit and go off on a solo career. You're going to have your own podcast? Yep. There's a pupper. Burf. A lot of dogs around, and they're all adorable. And I, I makes me want a dog, but... You don't need a dog. I don't need a dog. So, uh, episode eight, mm-hmm. we're talking about Slenderman. Mm, Slenderman. I'm really excited for uh, this episode, because um, I think this is a really cool topic. <sighs> The dog's fine, okay? If I start hearing kids outside the door, I'm going to get upset. The dog's okay. Dogs are great. I love dogs. So Slender Man, really excited. I think that's a cool topic, uh, mm. an exciting topic. Get to discover. I first, I mean, okay, so it's been around for a while. When I first right. heard about it, it was actually scary. Now yes. it's just like. Now it's funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's been just so overdone. Yeah, and every, like, video games and movies and, and mm-hmm. crap like that. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's become a, a parody thing at this point. But, yeah, I remember when it first came out. It was actually, out. like, a thing where you were like, oh, this is spooky. Right. It was, like, the first uh, creepypasta thing yeah. that uh, really, like, freaked the hell out of you. Yeah. Um, especially at around our age, you know, mm-hmm. being teenagers. But, so, for Slenderman, I decided on a beer called The Man. <laughs> By Aleman Brewing Company. The Ale brewery, Man. The brewery is Aleman, and mm. they have a beer called The Man. Mm. That's what we're trying today. Aleman Brewing Company is in our hometown, 3304 North Knox Avenue in Chicago. Oh, hey. They were uh, founded in 2011. This is all according to their Facebook page because they don't have any of this information on their website. Oh. Because they're such a small brewery, apparently, mm. I think is why. So, founded in 2011. Their mission from their Facebook uh, page. Aleman Brewing was assembled by Nate Albrecht, Josh Berry, Jim Morehouse, and Brad Zeller. We are a living, breathing Voltron of strengths, opinions, oh. and experiences. We are governed by the urban hustle and corn-fed integrity of our sweet home, Chicago. Our loyalties are to each other, our duties are to our families, and our responsibilities are to the communities in which we operate. We tackle problems creatively, we value the importance of personal relationships, and we make great beer. Uh, it also says good beer knows no ethnicity, nationality, gender, or religion. We're all in this together, and we are committed to going above and beyond to produce the best possible beer while trying trying to minimize the impact we have on our tiny planet. We are all born humans. You must choose to become an ale man. You must choose to become an ale man. Isn't that cool? These guys are Dorky. dope. Dorky. 
Uh, this is a description of the beer. The man is not an oppressive governmental regime, nor is it that movie with Jules Winfield and the dad from American Pie. It's not even the hit single from recording megastar Aloe Black. The man is simply the boss. It's day man without the coffee. In a market dominated by hops, our base IPA has evolved into a consistent workhorse perfect for any occasion. Hmm. Pretty cool. I'm excited to try this. It's in the freezer. I should probably take it out of the freezer. Oh. I'm pretty sure carbonated things in the freezer never a good idea. No, they explode. Stuff has a tendency to blow up. So Ale Man, or The Man. The Man. Is an IPA. And we're going to talk a little bit about what IPAs are. If you don't know, I'm not too well versed in what IPAs are. I just know they're really common and a lot of people uh, act snooty with IPAs. Uh, so let's talk about what a pale ale first is. Uh, I think we, we may have had a pale ale before. Uh, I can't remember. But pale ales are brewed predominantly with pale malt, and it's a type of malted barley that is light in color and today the cheapest barley malt available due to mass production. We've had a pale ale before. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Apex Predator was a pale ale. No, that was a Sizen. Um, maybe it was the second. No, 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 no. That was a stout. No, no, no. Maybe it was Apex. I don't know. One of those, it's, it was a pale ale, but it wasn't an IPA. I remember Oh, that. well. Moving on. Um, it has a high proportion of pale malt, which results in a lighter color. There are many different kinds of pale ales, all with differing tastes and characters. There are amber ales, APAs, which are American pale ales, blonde ales, IPAs, which we're going to drink, Irish red ales, and scotch ales, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, India Pale Ale is a hoppy style of pale ale developed in England around 1840 for export to India. That's why it's called an IPA. Many different. Uh, there are also many different kinds of IPAs. There are black IPAs, brute IPAs, double IPAs, New England IPAs, triple IPAs, and West Coast IPAs, to name a few as well. In the United States, sales of IPAs have increased, helping drive the craft beer renaissance. In 2019, across all craft beer sales, IPAs account for the largest percentage of any style at 31.5%. As such, IPAs frequently top the list of several beer awards annually. For example, Bell's Brewery Two-Hearted Ale has been awarded the best beer in America for three consecutive years starting in 2017. In years prior, Two-Hearted Ale often plays second. The most awarded IPA to date is Goose Island IPA. I'm pretty sure I've had Two-Hearted uh, by Bell's. I love Bell's uh, Brewing. I don't think I've had that. Um, and then I've definitely had Goose Island IPA before, too. It's, I definitely had not had that, it's but been, I remember what it looks like. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had both of those beers, but um, from what I can recall, they're, they're pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll have them at some point. I'm looking it up. Never trust a goose. <laughs> I remember Goose Island when I was a kid, because they, they also make root beer. So <laughs> whenever someone said Goose Island, me as a kid would think root beer. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, I'll take a Goose Island. I'd get a root beer at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was uh, younger, I was unaware of like there being things besides like beer and hard liquor, like hard lemonade. Oh yeah. So yeah. I like I went to live with my dad, and I was like, oh my god, there's lemonade in the fridge. I love <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, can I have one of your Mike's hard lemonade? He's like, Paige, that's that's an alcohol. <laughs> that's an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So can I have one? <laughs> Oh man, it's been a while since I had mics. I love mics. They're disgusting. Mics. Oh, uh, there's some flavors that are not good. Watermelon makes my stomach turn. Mike's limeade is really good. So so much sugar. They're, that's why they're good. They're just uh. so sweet. Um, <coughs> I threw this uh, fun fact in here uh, just because 
I, I really didn't know the difference. I'm not sure if you know the difference, but we're going to talk about malt versus hop and uh, the differences between the two and how they kind of play into the beer and, and <laughs> make what the beer is. Lay it on me. Um, so malt produces, uh, sorry, sorry, malt provides the sugars that are fermented by the yeast to create alcohol and your, CO2. Uh, your beard hair is standing up there. Here? 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 Yeah, it's just standing straight up. Huh. Yeah, it's getting a little long. Give me a profile. Give me a profile the other way. Okay, you're good. Yeah, it's, I guess I got to get a little down. there. Yeah, getting a little long. So malt provides the sugars that are fermented by the yeast to create oh alcohol. Oh my God, it's still doing it. That's just bothering me. Here? Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes I use, uh, I've got beard oil. Yeah. Sometimes I use that. I didn't use that today. Maybe that's a problem. Still doing it? Yes! <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. It's bothering me. Okay, malt versus hop. Mm. Malt provides the sugars that are fermented by the yeast to create alcohol and CO2. So the carbonation and what makes the drink um, give you buzz, you know? Mm. They are the primary source of beer color and contribute significantly to the flavor and mouthfeel. While hops provide bitterness to balance the sweetness of the malt, as well as flavors and aromas ranging from citrus and pine to earthy and spicy. So... I guess that's why, um, again, just a guess, I'm not a pro on beer. We just have a beer podcast. Yep. With, uh, so like how stouts and porters, I guess, uh, you don't really get the bitterness from them. They're more silky and creamy and stuff like that because I think they're more malt forward. Mm. I guess that mm. would, that would be why. While as, uh, IPAs, like we're going to drink, um, I guess, it's my understanding that IPAs are much more hop forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can definitely taste the bitterness and the hops and they contribute largely to the, the sweetness I don't like them. and the, and the flavor. Um, there are a lot of IPAs that I'm not a fan of, but um, there's I've, too many. There's so many IPAs. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess good. that's good for this. It's yeah. It's variation and you can't, I don't think it's good to just make a blanket. I don't think I've ever tasted an IPA that tastes the same as another IPA. True. Um, and that that's exactly why you can't make a blanket just statement of like, mm-hmm. I dislike all IPAs because there's just so many different... There are some that I'm okay with, yeah. but it's not like I actively Hopefully seek this is out one of IPAs. Them. Hopefully this is one of them. We will see. Uh, the Man is available year-round. It is 6.8% ABV mm-hmm. and 40 oh. IBUs. Hmm. The Man contrasts a malt bill of mostly pale malt accentuated by acidulated and crystal malts. With bright, assertive Cascade, Amarillo, Mosaic, and Citra hops. We've talked about Cascade Mosaic hops before. I'll just really quickly talk about Amarillo hops. They're highly acidic, and they create a delicious orange citrus flavor. Mm. And Citra hops, they have a strong citrusy profile, as the name would suggest. They uh, ha- uh, contribute to um, contribute flavors of grapefruit, lime, and tropical fruits. Mm-hmm. Despite its high alphas, brewers, which I don't know what that means, brewers often warn against its use for bittering, which is considered by some to be harsh and undesirable, but it is one of the most co- uh, coveted high-impact aroma hops in the U.S., particularly among craft brewers. Hmm. So I'm excited to try this beer. I'm excited to talk about Slenderman. I'm excited to try every beer that we try Hell yeah. until I'm proven wrong. I like the can. Can't see shit in here. Uh, also, I, I pre-gamed with uh, my last bottle of Famosa. 
because I was tired of looking at it in my fridge. You're like, just get out of here. I got, so, I got so close to just opening it and dumping it in the sink. No, what a waste. <laughs> but because I, I opened it and it's like, there's that ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was it was fine. Um, I'm glad it's no longer in my fridge. My fridge is kind of getting a little full of <laughs> the leftover beers from these. Episodes. I told you I would take some of your bat squatch for my dad. Uh. I, that's okay. Bat Squatch Hay was one of the ones that I was happy to hang around. Uh, have have. Uh, uh, oh, it's got the same description as yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. I read on the thing. Yeah, cool can. Ooh, that is a strong Ooh, smell. Yep. Already. I always love the smell of beer. Oh, I'm a foamy bitch today. <laughs> <laughs> sad i just mm. love how it smells it's so good it's like kind of floral ish in a way I maybe think. that's the citrus yeah like fruity and flowery i keep going to sniff it and then i get a little bit on the top <laughs> of my lip <laughs> it smells really good it smells like a, a craft ipa yeah it does i'm so used to drinking these so whenever you're whenever you're ready over there. I'm waiting for my foam to go down. <laughs> oh my god. If you have foam for longer than four hours, consult your doctor. <laughs> oh, look at that. Right to the brim. Nice. Skill. The one thing I'm gonna miss about the other couch, I mean I still have it, it's just in the other Isn't room. Isn't that a fear of spilling things on it? Yes. Because that was like fake leather and this is uh this is nice kind of like a velvety plush. polyester plush. Yeah, I don't want to spill. Uh, also, the cup holders. There nope. were cup holders? There were cup holders. I never noticed. Yeah. Yep. So, don't have those anymore. Oh, but. sad. Well, clink before you drink. Yes. Yep. I'm a fan. Wow. Sorry, my first sip was all foam. <laughs> I had to power through that. There's so many, there's so many layers to that. Like onions. And the, the, the finish on this one is, it just completely does a 180. I it agree. Like, there's these flavors that get introduced when you're, when you're done with your sip <clears throat> that you don't taste up front when you're drinking it. It's just, it's really good. I can't describe any of them. <laughs> it's not too harsh. Definitely hoppy. Um, for it being a 6% for ABV, I'm surprised it's not as about. harsh as it would be. Mm -hmm. Not too bad. No, it's pretty smooth. Um, not extremely bitter. Mm -hmm. There's a weird aftertaste. That's yeah. the hops. That's just like yeah. just sits in the back of your throat. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think because I've had other IPAs before where mm -hmm. it's like you're done with your sip, and it is just this weird sort of flavor that that comes with drinking, I guess, an IPA mm -hmm. or most IPAs. I don't. Again, we. I don't. We don't really know what we're talking about. We're not. We're not ex experts this here. Is, we're just. just our it's a very subjective um, opinion and um, evaluation of this beer. But this is different. Um, the way that the beer finishes and it's pleasant. I enjoy it. I like it. I'm almost halfway done. <laughs> hmm. I don't hate it. I'll let you know how I feel by the end of it. I'm trying to think what fruits I'm tasting. A little bit of grapefruit, maybe. A little bit of caramel you had a beer advocate review they'd tell you for you should we look one up no that's my thing you don't want to look one up no it's my thing okay fine did that when i do the beer segment jesus christ 
Uh, those of you listening, you can feel free to look up your own uh, beer advocate. Um, no, you're not allowed to. <laughs> review if you want to get a better idea of how this beer Yeah, if you uh, want to have someone that's like actually aware of beer give right, you a knows, breakdown Who knows of what it. the hell they're talking about. They'll break it down by like scent, look, <laughs> taste. We'll go beyond, it's good. Yep. Because um, that's all you're going to... We're that's trying. Mostly what you're going to get from us. You still have a little hair sticking up there. <laughs> I swear to God. The more... Um, <laughs> The more beer that we drink, I think we'll develop our stronger. develop our palates, um, and we'll kind of gain a better idea of uh, how we can talk about these. Yeah, beers we'll become uppity. Them. Yeah, we'll be snooty uh, beer. We'll we'll have our own beer advocate accounts. <laughs> yeah, soon. Soon enough, we'll be cool <laughs> enough for that. Um, I doubt it. Those guys are pretty cool. They are pretty cool. We can only we can only dream. Those are some aspirations right there. This is a good beer. I'm, I love it, and I'm happy to hang on to the remaining four cans that I'll have in my fridge. <laughs> no, I feel like that's a good way of like comparing it. You're like, I'm happy to have the cans. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to keep these bottles. Yes. Unlike Famoso, where you're just like, I can just pour this down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Guatemala. It, uh, it was essentially, we talked about this. It's your Bud Light. It, it was, is your Bud it Light. Um, and... I would say Batsquatch still has my my vote as number one so far. Um, I like that fruity complexness of it. Um, it wasn't as like in your face. It wasn't an IPA either, but it wasn't in your face like some of these other beers are. Yeah. But um, this is a good pick. I'm glad. Glad we picked it. The Man. The Man by Ailman. Which will go into The Slender Man, which I hate that it starts with the... Yeah, um, I, I meant to find varying things where it's like it's either Slenderman or the Slenderman. I meant to ask because uh, I have a part in my my notes at the top. Is it Slenderman like one word or is it Slenderman? Because the way I, he's got different names. Well, if you were to if you were to tell someone, hey, uh, I say Slenderman. Slenderman. Yeah, I don't say the Slenderman. But it, say you say you're going to type it out. To your friend, it's like, hey, we're doing a podcast. This week's podcast is about Slenderman. How would you type it? I would just like say this podcast, this week's episode is about Slenderman. No, but how would you type Slenderman? Oh, as Slender and then Man. So a space between the two. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Is it Slenderman, like one word? Oh no, 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 it's, no. Or Slenderman. But you can also spell it where it's just one word. Right. I was looking on uh, Google, and you can you can compare two Google terms to see their popularity between mm. the two. And I looked up Slenderman, one word, and Slenderman, two words. And actually, the two words has uh, higher higher search rate, higher popularity. Mm-hmm. It might be because of the movie. Oh, I would say maybe just autocorrect puts a space between it, and the people are just like, enter. Yeah. And um, when I looked up the creepypasta, too, it said, it, yeah, like you just said, the Slender Man. But I always I always put it together as one word. Yeah. Anyway, the Slender Man, also spelled Slender Man, mm-hmm. like the Slender Man or Slender Man. The I just say Slender Man. Slender Man. Slenderman. Saul Slenderman <laughs> is a fictional supernatural character that originated as a creepy pasta, like Zach said, internet meme created by Something Awful Forums user Eric Nudson Nudson, also known as Victor Surge, as his. Mm-hmm. Username. Yep. In 2009, which is crazy because I feel like it's been on longer than that. And isn't it just so weird to think about how you can have something in your like day to day life for so long, mm-hmm. but then look back to when it originated from? I knew it was right around um, like. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, that early high school time. I remember it coming out around that time. Do you talk about what uh, creepypasta is at all? No. 
Um, for those of you who might not know, it's uh, essentially like a Wikipedia mm-hmm. sort of uh, internet forum that you can go on, and people submit their scary, spooky, fictional Which there stories. There are some good ones on there. there people are, a lot are creative of really good as ones. hell. And um, yeah, we were like, like we were saying, this came out like Paige said, two thousand nine. This mm-hmm. was one of the first ones that kind of blew up. So. He is depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless head and face wearing a black suit. But it was June, 2000, uh, June 10th, 2009. Just oh, the exact date, huh? Yeah, just be wow. specific. Okay. Stories of the Slender Man commonly feature him stalking, abducting, or traumatizing people, particularly children. Slenderman is not confined to a single narrative, but appears in many disparate d- 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 b- <laughs> works of fiction, typically composed online. Fiction relating to the Slenderman encompass, encompasses many media, including literature, art, and video series, such as Marble Hornets. Yes. Which, do you go into Marble Hornets? I don't talk about Marble Hornets. I figured we would bring it up at some point during our discussion. Okay, I don't go into a lot of detail with it, but mm-hmm. it was this, it was, look it up. Look up Marble Hornets. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if, if you've never heard of it, check it out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> He's known as, Slenderman is known as the operator in mm-hmm. Marble Hornets. But look it up. My sister showed it to me when I was like a kid. And, oh my God, it's so spooky. I forget how I found out about it on YouTube. I think it, their videos just blew up right around the same time Slenderman started becoming a huge thing. I think it was one of the first uh, video series uh, that you could watch on YouTube. And these guys did such a phenomenal job at making this like scary as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really captivating. It pulls you in. You, you know, you, you want to go into the next episode right away. Uh, I think they have like 70 or so entries. They stopped making them after a few years. And I've been meaning, maybe we can watch it after the podcast. We can, uh, Ooh, can we? we can check out Marble Hornets again. Like I said, it, I don't work till late tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's been years since I watched it. And I want, I've been meaning to check it out again. Okay. Uh, so the history of Slenderman, it was based off of, or actually inspired by H.P. Love, um, Lovecraft's, um, you know, the guy that did Cthulhu yeah. and all the dark void shit. It was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's what? Just, Just by him? H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, okay. I didn't know Not that. Not a specific character, but okay. influenced yeah. by, yeah. Like the writings of it influenced it, I guess. Okay. Like I said, created on June 10th, 2009 on Something Awful Internet Forum. The th- uh, thread was a Photoshop contest in which users were challenged to create paranormal images. Forum poster Victor Surge contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Although previous entries had consisted solely of photographs, Surge supplemented his submission with snatches of text, supposedly from witnesses, describing the abductions of the groups of children and giving the character the name The Slenderman. Mm. So from Eric, it's The Slenderman with a space. Do you, um, do you happen to have these photos? No. Let me. I um, remember the original ones, though. Because um, I, I didn't want to look too much into the... Um, History. Yeah, into the history and how it was how it was made and how it was formed and everything like that. Um, but I did click on a few links just to kind of see, like, okay, how did this become a thing? Um, I don't know if this is one of the the first ones, the one with the like the swing set. Yep, is it? That's one of them. Okay, because I'll I'll add this on the um, this on the website. This is one of them too. You should uh, save that or text it to me or something, and I'll put these on the um, on the website because. Uh, yeah, it was just those two, just these two. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, send that other one to me. Um, or I'll, I'll look it up on, on my computer. Just but. look up original Slenderman pictures. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I remembered it was a, a, a Photoshop thing. Yeah, from, it was a contest. From what I clicked on. Uh, here's one of the quotes and um, 
it was one of the quotes from the first photographs, like I was saying, he put in text to give it background. We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. And then the title is 1983 Photograph Unknown Presumed Dead. Ah, that's so cool. And then the second photograph is one of two recovered photos from the Sterling City Library Blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slenderman. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. Which, can you just, like, give him credit for that? That's so creative. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is amazing. People are creative as hell. That's so cool. I love it. These additions effectively transformed the photographs into a work of fiction. Mm -hmm. Subsequent posters expanded upon the character, adding their own visual or textual contributions. Knudsen was inspired to create the Slenderman primarily by Zach Parsons' The Insidious Beast, Stephen King's The Mist Reports of Shadow People, Mothman, and The Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Mad Gasser of Mattoon. <laughs> Other inspirations for the character were the tall man from the 1979 film Phantasm, H.P. Lovecraft, the surrealist work of William S. Burroughs, and their survival horror video games Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Mm. Knudsen's intentions was to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population. Mm -hmm. Other pre-existing fictional or legendary creatures which are similar to the Slenderman include the Gentleman, a black-suited pale bald demon from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series, the Hush Men in Black, many accounts of which grant them an uncanny appearance with an unnatural walk and oriental features, and The Question, a DC comic superhero with a blank face whose secret identity is Victor Sage, a name similar to Nutson's ali uh, alias Victor Search. Oh, interesting. In her book, Folklore, Horror Stories, and the Slenderman, The Development of an Internet Mythology, Professor Shira Chess of the University of Georgia connected the Slenderman to ancient folklore about fairies. Like fairies, the Slenderman is otherworldly, with motives that are often difficult to grasp, like fairies. His appearance is vague and often shifts to reflect what the viewer wants to see, or fears. And like fairies, the Slenderman calls the woods and wild places his home and kidnaps children. After the post... The Slenderman soon went viral, spawning numerous works of fan art, cosplay, and online fiction known as Creepypasta. Horror stories told in short snatches. It, it wasn't originally from Creepypasta. It inspired a Creepypasta. Really? Yes. Wait, okay. So the whole Creepypasta thing came from Slenderman? From Eric's post. Oh, wow. So it was a different forum, and then someone saw that and made a Creepypasta about it. Ah. So he didn't originate as a Creepypasta. Interesting. And like Zach was talking about, it's horror stories told in short, uh, easy, copyable text mm -hmm. that spread from site to site. Divorced from its original creator, the Slenderman became the subject of myriad stories by multiple authors within an overarching arching mythos. Many aspects of the Slenderman mythos first appeared on the original Something Awesome Fred, where Eric first posted. One of the earliest editions was added by a forum user named Throwup. <laughs> who created a folklore story set in the 16th century Germany, Germany involving a character called Der Grobman, which was implied to be an early reference to the Slenderman. That's a S set? Oh, okay. That B-looking thing? Yeah, that looks it's like... an S set? Uh, thank you. Der Grossman. Thank you. Mm -hmm. If anyone didn't know, Zach's very into speaking German. The large man. Oh. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> the large man. <laughs> Need one of those. 
<clears throat> the first video series involving the Slenderman <laughs> evolved from a post on the Something Awful <laughs> thread by user Sagars. Uh, oh, it tell uh, maybe like cigars or Sagars. Cigars. But he spelled it with an E. Oh. I don't know. It tells of a fictional film school friend named Alex Crayley who had stumbled upon something troubling while shooting his first feature-length picture, Marble Hornets. Hmm. The video series published in found footage style on YouTube forms an alternate reality game describing the filmer's fictional experiences with the Slenderman. Hmm. The ARG also incorporates a Twitter feed and alternate YouTube channel created by a user named To The Ark. And then as of 2013, Marble Hornets, which you need to see because it is so spooky, has had over... 250,000 subscribers and reached 55 million views. I feel like it would be bigger than that. You but would think, but it's not that notable. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I found out about it is because my sister found out about it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have never heard of it before, but mm-hmm. um, it's pretty neat. Um, there are several games that it inspired, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if you were super into Let's Players for a while, a lot of them played the like the eight pages, I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah, where you're in a forest and you got to collect the pages. Yeah, on and then trees. there was a sequel um, called The Arrival in like 2013. But it's been downloaded over 2 million times. Yep, Slender the Eight Pages. That's right. Is it on Steam? I think hmm. so. It might be. Oh, Slender the Arrival is on Steam. It's 10 bucks. If you're on Steam, check it out. Play it. It's got good reviews. Because the Slenderman's fictional mythology has evolved without an official canon for reference, which is like. How do you explain canon? What's what's like, officially recognized by the fandom? Yeah. Or the creator. Like an origin almost? Yeah, I guess you could say an origin. Like if you were watching something like or like you'd be like that's not canon because it was It deviates from what yes, is Yes, and from what's been like accepted. Yes. by the community what's as been, Well, I don't even think the community it's hard to say because it was created by Eric and then picked up by so many different people with varying histories behind it. Mm-hmm. Which, it, with him being the original creator, I would say anything that he says about the character would be canon. Right. That Yeah, that's a pretty good description. So I would say whatever Eric Knudsen says or is whatever is actually canon about the character. Yeah. Rather than what you saw on Creepypasta or mm-hmm. from random people who just have opinions about it. Yeah, because there's, there's so many... People have created, by this point, so many different stories and deviations yeah. uh, of the original story. That you know, people they're bound to add their own sort of details and opinions yep. to these stories, and it, some of that can be a little controversial. But so he's evolved without any official canon for reference. His appearance, motives, habits, and abilities are not fixed, but changing depending on the storyteller. He is most commonly described as very tall and thin, with a naturally long tentacle-like arms or merely tentacles which he can extend to intimidate or catch, uh, capture prey. In most stories, his face is white and featureless, but occasionally his face appears differently to anyone see, who sees it. He appears to be wearing a dark suit and tie. The Slenderman is often associated with the forest or abandoned locations and has the ability to teleport. Proximity to the Slenderman is often said to trigger a slender sickness, a rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, and delusions accompanied by nosebleeds. What, you got baby slender sickness? (laughs) (laughs) Early stories featured him targeting children or young adults. Some featured young adults driven insane or to act on his behalf, which I don't know if you went into it. I'm going to go into it a little bit. Uh, The the three girls? Yes. That's my whole story. Okay, I won't go into it then. (laughs) While others did not, and others claimed that investigating the Slenderman will draw his attention. 
The web series Marble Hornets established the idea of proxies, human who f- uh, humans who fall under the Slenderman's influence. Mm-hmm. Though initially they were simply violent, insane, violently insane rather than puppets of the Slenderman, Marble Hornets also introduced the idea that Slenderman could interfere with video and audio recordings as well as the Slenderman symbol, which was a circle with an X through it. Mm-hmm. Which became a common uh, trope of slender fiction. I think that was um, slender fiction. I I don't know if that was originated by Marble Hornets or if that was originated by the creator of the original creator of Slenderman. It's that circle with the X. It's because it's called the operator symbol from mm-hmm. what I saw it online. Which the operator is from Marble, Marble Hornets. Hornets. So it's I don't from. Know. I'm pretty sure it's Marble Hornets. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Somebody had abandoned ferrets. Oh, I would have taken the ferrets home. Damn it, this is what happens what? when I'm not at work. Damn it. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, graphic violence and body horror are uncommon in the Slenderman mythos, with many narratives choosing to leave the fate of his victims obscure. Mm-hmm. Shira Chess, the woman who we talked about a little bit ago who wrote that book, mm-hmm. notes that it is important to note that few of the retellings identify exactly what kind of monster the Slenderman might be and what his specific intentions are. These points all remain mysteriously and usefully vague. That's what adds to the creepy factor is just the unknown. Yeah, that's that's just horror in general. Mm-hmm. Of what happens to their victims. It's like their bodies aren't found like all mauled and, you know, bloody somewhere in the middle of a forest. It's like they just disappear. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I won't go into the mm-hmm. what you go into. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other stories of the issue of uh, it caused a panic, basically. Oh, yeah. What you're going to go into. Mm-hmm. There's one where a woman, an unidentified uh, identified woman from Cincinnati, Ohio, told a TV reporter in June 2014 that her 13-year-old daughter had attacked her with a knife and had written uh, fiction involving the Slenderman, who the mother had said motivated the attack. Damn. Mm-hmm. And then September 4th, 2014, a 14-year-old girl in Port Ritchie, Florida, allegedly set her family's house on fire Holy while her mother shit. and nine-year-old brother were inside. Police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about Slenderman and as well, and that's, you know, that manga, that anime, Soul Eater. Uh, yeah. She was also reading that. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I know. And kids committing arson. I know. Kids are fucking crazy. There's folkloric qualities where people will paint him, I guess, comparable to other folklore characters. Mm -hmm. Several scholars have argued that despite being a fictional work with an identifiable origin point, the Slenderman represents a form of digital folklore. Shira Chess argues that the Slenderman exemplifies the similarities between traditional folklore and the open source ethos of the internet. Mm. And that unlike those of traditional monsters, such as vampires and werewolves, the fact that the Slender Man's mythos can be tracked and signposted offers a powerful insight into how myth and folklore form. Dog? No, I thought I heard like a guitar. Oh, uh, the guy below me who has a dog also has a guitar. Oh. So okay. may just be playing. Is it just one guy? I don't know. I think he's got a kid. I saw uh, like a teenager hmm. walking around before. I don't know. Okay. Chess identifies three aspects of the Slenderman mythos that tie it to folklore. Folklore. Mm-hmm. Folklore. Folklore. Collectively meaning that it is created by a collective rather than a single individual. Mm-hmm. Variability meaning that the story charge changes depending on the teller. Yep. And performance meaning that the storyteller's narrative changes to reflect the responses of his or her audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. 
Slenderman is also considered to be an authentic form of folklore and notes its similarity to emergent forms of offline legend performance. Offline legend performance? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Peck suggests that digital folklore performance extends the dynamics of face-to-face performance in several notable ways, such as by occurring asynchronously, encouraging imitation and personalization, while also allowing perfect replication, combining elements of oral, written, and visual communication, and generating shared expectations for for performance that enact group identity, despite the lack of physical representation. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. He's got several references in media. In 2011, he was created as a, a... a new mob in uh, Minecraft. So the Enderman. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Enderman was uh, inspired by Slenderman. Slenderman. Yes. The Slenderman was the antagonist of the season three Lost Girl episode. Sub to not even going to try. You ever watch Lost Girl? No. So it's like. Mm, Is it about a girl that gets lost? No, she's a succubus. Oh, it's actually pretty good. I recommend it. There's some steamy scenes in there with some very attractive Ooh, men. Steamy. <laughs> the TV series Supernatural parodied Slenderman as Thin Man. I remember that episode. That was actually kind of creepy. I didn't see that. Really? Oh, it was actually kind of creepy in the season nine episode of the same name. And then... Mm, eh, it's just what it's in media. It's just There's two movies about it. Um, I don't think they got really good reviews. No, mm-hmm. I've seen one of them. Mm. It's uh, rather disappointing. Very. And they hyped it up. Yeah. Like, God, that's what they always do. That's what always happens. It was so shitty. I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but like, I feel like you should agree with me that it was just bad. But like I said, uh, appeared in video games, the Slender, the Eight Pages, uh, Slender, the Arrival, mm-hmm. inspired Enderman in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. There's a film adaptation of Marble Hornets, where oh, he was yeah. portrayed by Doug Jones, okay. and the film Slenderman, where he was portrayed by Javier Botet. Javier Botet. Javier. But yeah, that's Slenderman. That's super cool. Um, I feel like if I were 13 again, I'd be like full-on geeking out right now just all this information because it's a really i think it's awesome how it it just originated as uh, like you said a photoshop contest Mm -hmm. of people submitting and one of the links that i clicked on i think it it brought me to the original forum where some guy was like hey this has been a cool idea of mine to, to see if we can create uh stories out of um photoshopped images this is where uh i've gotten all my images from this is my reference and these are a few of the images that i've created and i clicked on the reference link and it's just an album of some random person i didn't really look into them but it's a Flickr album where they uploaded like 600 photos of their childhood Mm -hmm. so a lot of these are like polaroid photos or like really old um uh, photos that were taken on really old cameras and stuff like that. So they look already, they already look grainy and um, just not, you know, super crystal clear. But they, they almost, just the photos themselves have that sort of vibe to them where it's like, I can definitely see how these could be interpreted as being creepy just because the way the photos are stylized naturally because they're so old. Um, 
And he used these photos to then alter and doctor them and add his own little stuff into them and then created backstories to them. I like how that just blew up and expanded into this huge, almost a universe of, uh, of Slenderman, uh, almost an obsession for some people as well. Um, obviously there's the creepypasta wiki, which you can go online. And if you Google creepypasta wiki, um, you can read a bunch of different user submitted stories, um, that, uh, that people create. They're all obviously fictional, but then, then uh, Slenderman has its own wiki as well. It's mm-hmm. just become that popular. So I think that's really cool how it's sort of evolved over the years. And so many different people have made these different adaptations, whether it's in video games or films or ARGs, like you said, on, uh, with video like Marble Hornets. I think there's, there's a few others besides Marble Hornets where they've done a similar thing, but I think Marble Hornets was probably the most popular out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to check that out again. I think we should watch a few episodes when, when we're done here. But uh, you, you kind of hinted at um, it becoming uh, an obsession and people getting really, really, really into it um, when it first started blowing up. Around 2009, 2010, I was 2011. talking so much I forgot I had beer. Yeah, you've got uh, almost a full glass there. You chug it. <laughs> but uh, this section I'll be doing most of the talking, so you'll have uh, plenty of time to, to enjoy your beer. Which, God, I wish you hadn't touched on that topic because that was like a huge part of the what made it so terrifying. Like what? My, my story? Yeah. You wish that I didn't do my story about so this? So I could have done that story. <laughs> Well, I'm going to do it now because... Um, it's fine. Actually, when we were when we were trying to figure out a, um, a topic for this week, uh, we mentioned Slenderman. You were the one who um, brought up that, that story. And it's mm-hmm. like, I had heard this story. I've heard this story actually a few times on, I think, again, I'm going to mention, uh, and that's why we drink and wine and crime because they've both done this story. Mm-hmm. So I know the story very well. You're very familiar with this story as oh, well. Oh, God, yeah. But I think it is a really cool story. Uh, I could have done one of the tens of thousands of fictional stories involving Slenderman. Uh, this one's more intense. But this is this is cool because it is an account of something that actually happened. And it's one of the biggest, um, I think, real-life reactions that made the news to, to Slenderman. Um, uh, again, around when it started becoming really big. So this story took place six years ago. In Waukesha, Wisconsin. On the morning of Saturday, May 31st, 2014, a bicyclist came across a severely injured but still alive 12-year-old girl who had crawled out of the woods. She stopped the bicyclist asking, can you help me, please? I've been stabbed multiple times. So this story involves three friends, Morgan Geyser, Anissa Wire, and Peyton Leutner. And yeah, I have a f- never trust a Peyton. Never trust a Peyton. This is a picture of oh, what is going on with my computer? It's a picture of the three of them. So there's Peyton, that's Morgan, mm-hmm. and there's Anissa. That one you can tell that one. You has, can't trust. You can't trust Anissa. Satan in her eyes. <laughs> that one right there. So Peyton first became friends with Morgan in the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. According to Peyton, she first approached Morgan because she was sitting alone. Shortly thereafter, their friendship blew up, and they were hanging out after school, having sleepovers, all the fun little girl stuff. Two years later, in the sixth grade, Morgan becomes friends with Anissa, mm-hmm. and the two learn about Slenderman on the Creepypasta Wiki. 
Uh, we mentioned what that was, a website dedicated to internet horror stories. Its tagline, proudly hosting 12,151 of your worst nightmares since 2010. Now I just want to go home and read creepypastas. <laughs> uh, the two, Morgan and Anissa, become infatuated with uh, Slenderman. Peyton, who's still friends with Morgan, is put off a little bit by the pair's newfound obsession. Slenderman actually frightens Peyton, and she didn't share in their fascination. However, Peyton was supportive and went along with it because she wished to remain friends with Morgan and Anissa. Sure. After uncovering more information about Slenderman, Morgan and Anissa aimed to become proxies of Slenderman, which you <laughs> touched upon, thereby proving their dedication and loyalty to him and his existence to skeptics. So when I was doing my research, I looked this up on the Slenderman wiki. A proxy is the term given to those who serve the Slenderman. Mm -hmm. The theory behind the name is that proxies are entities or people who are under the influence or control of the Slenderman, or the same force that influences Slenderman, and act based on its wants and needs. Hence, proxies serve as an in-between for Slenderman. It is suspected that proxies do the actual physical work for Slenderman, such as creating and manipulating objects, destroying and leaving evidence, creating videos, and responding on Twitter, because Slenderman can't respond on Twitter himself. Oh, he's got tentacles. He can't text. Right. Um, and influencing victims as needed. Mm -hmm. So in order to become proxies, they were required to kill someone and began devising their plan in December. curious on how to become a proxy. <laughs> Don't... Don't do this. We are not telling you <laughs> to kill We're not advocating someone. any of this. We don't advocate for Slenderman. <laughs> so they began devising this plan in December of 2013. Mm -hmm. In the following months, Morgan and Anissa would discuss their plans and how they'd go about executing them in private. The two would sometimes talk on the bus and use code words, such as when they'd get to go on their camping trip. Nobody likes to camp. Skip ahead to February, and Morgan and Anissa decided Peyton would be their target. Poor Peyton. And planned to commit the act on May 30th, the night Peyton planned to celebrate her 12th birthday. Sorry. What? I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. They planned to commit this act uh -huh. on May 30th, the night that Peyton planned to celebrate her 12th birthday. That's just mean. <laughs> 12 years old. They're going to kill her. May 30th comes around. And on her birthday. On her birthday. And the three girls spend the whole day together. They go roller skating. They enjoy oh. pizza. They do all the oh. same fun little girl stuff that I mentioned earlier. And then they head back to Morgan's house for a sleepover. Sure. Something that Peyton was super excited about. Yes. However, Morgan and Anissa intended for the remainder of the evening to finish up in a wildly different way, in a way Peyton couldn't have ever imagined. Yeah. How do you imagine that? You don't, as a 12-year-old. It's like, hey, my two friends want to kill me. <laughs> Doesn't cross your mind. Their original plan was to, while Peyton was asleep, tape her mouth shut. What the fuck? Stab her in the neck. Oh, my and God. And then flee. And then flee? And then just run away. That's like such 12-year-old mentality. It's <laughs> like, they don't know it was us. Gotta get out of here. They decided not to carry out this plan. Uh, I guess they were they were all a little tired that night. They didn't want to go through <laughs> all that with it. rollerblading. And Morgan decided to, in her own words, give her one more day. Oh my god, that's so creepy. Morgan and Anissa did have a backup plan. They intended to take a trip to the woods, lure Peyton into the bathroom, and stab her there. They decided on the location because the bathroom had drains for the blood. The bathroom, like a park bathroom. There's, yeah, like a public oh. restroom in a park. There's drains for the blood. Yep. The following morning, the three do exactly this. This is fucked up. And while in the public restroom, Anissa attempts to knock Peyton out. This fails and just pisses Peyton off. 
She, however, decides to stay with the two girls. Bitch. And follows them as they continue off farther into the woods. They try and knock you out and you just want to stay with them? Yeah, I guess there was some dispute and then she forgave them and they continued okay. on. They're like, we were just kidding. <laughs> it's just a joke. We are just trying to knock you out a little. Uh-huh. <laughs> the three begin a game of hide and seek. Oh, God. At this point, Anissa pushes Peyton down and sits on her. <laughs> believing Morgan would then begin stabbing her. Peyton begins to yell and complain that she can't breathe. Anissa gets off Peyton and is then handed the knife by Morgan. Mm. Anissa chickens out, complains she's too squeamish, and hands the knife back to Morgan. Morgan tells Anissa, I'm not going until you tell me to. Anissa then says, go ballistic, go crazy, now. The girls stab Peyton 19 times in her arms, legs, and torso with a kitchen knife bearing a 5-inch log blade piercing her liver, pancreas, stomach, and just missing a major artery of her heart by less than a millimeter. Peyton cries out, I hate you, I trusted you, while the two tell her to lay down and be quiet while they went and got help. They instead simply left. After the pair leave, Peyton drags herself to a grassy area near the edge of the woods where she is spotted by a passing bicyclist. We are going to listen to the 911 call. <gasps> oh my god, that's so spooky! One one. What's the address of your emergency? Walkstra County Linium. Transfer over a caller on Big Bend. At the dead end, just south of Rivera. Okay. He's calling from 262. Came upon a 12-year-old female. She appears to be stabbed. She appears to be what? Stabbed. Stabbed? Correct. Okay. Sir, are you still there? Yes. Hi, sir. So, is are you with this 12-year-old female? Yeah. She says she's having trouble breathing. She said she was stabbed multiple times. Stabbed multiple times? Yes. Okay, sir, are you with her right now? Yes. Is she awake? She's awake. Is she um, breathing? Yeah, she's breathing. She said she can take shallow breaths. She's alert. Okay, stay with her. We're sending the police department. Don't hang up, okay? Oh, Hold on just a up. minute. Don't hang up. Okay. Okay. Hold on just a minute, sir. We're sending officers. Okay. Is there any assailant around? Ah, I didn't even look. I don't see anybody. It's a dead end. Okay, stay stay right with her, sir. Is she on the ground or is she standing up? No, she's laying on the grass. Laying on the grass. Stay right with her. Just let me know if she is remaining conscious or not, okay? Okay. Is there any bleeding going on? Her clothing has got blood on it. Where are the wounds? Do you see where the wounds are? No, I'm. I don't know if I should be rolling her over and checking or not. Do you know where? Okay, just stay with her and just let me know if she's conscious or alert or stops breathing or anything. Hold on, I'm going to talk to the ambulance. Police are also en route. Okay, thank you. Somebody's coming. I'm bothering you at all? My shade. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. Just keep her in that position. Just let me know on her breathing. Okay. What's your name, sir? My name? Your name. My name, Greg Steinberg. Greg. Okay. Were you just passing through? Yes. Okay. And you found her and she was just laying there? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you see any active bleeding or blood spurting out or anything like that? No, unless it's underneath, or I just see dried blood. Okay, just dried blood. Okay. Okay, is she still breathing? Is she still alert? Yeah. Okay, stay with her. 
Stay uh, with her. I, Keep an eye on her. Hold on just a minute. Do not hang up, sir. Okay, I will not. Who did that to you? Why don't you want to talk? Well, if it's better not to talk, then don't talk with your energy. And she didn't say who did this or how it happened? I don't know. I don't know if she wants to be talking. I started to ask okay. her, and then... That's okay. If she's... she's she, got to save her energy, I think. Okay, but you see nobody else around you. Are you clearly visible when they pull down that road towards the dead end that they'll see you? I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't are, hear you. Are you clearly visible when they come down there so they see you? I'm going to have... I've got a strobe flashlight on my bicycle. I'll shine that towards any emergency vehicle I see. And I'll be, I'll be standing in the middle of the road. You're in the middle of the road? And where is she, in the side of the road? Yeah, she's on the grass. It's a oh, little a okay. little trail I take on my bicycle. Okay, okay, see. Don't hang up, sir. Just stay right with me. Okay. <clears throat> and let me know immediately if you see anything else suspicious in the area, a car, a person, anything. All right. Keep your eyes open. <clears throat> Was anyone coming or leaving? Were any cars coming or leaving when you came upon her? Um, no. Nothing? No. So were you on foot walking by or did you pull up in a car? Bicycle. You are on a bicycle? Yeah. How did you see her? Did you just... She's right in the middle of the little path I take. Middle of the little path. Okay. Yeah. There's a squad car coming now. Okay. The squad car coming? Okay. Flag yeah. the squad car down. Protect her. Here he's coming. Does she have a bike or anything with her? No, I don't see it. One sandal is off. <clears throat> but, you know, maybe three feet away from her. Okay, flag that officer down. I'm going to let you here. go. Okay, you meet with him right now, okay? Okay, thank, thank you. you. That was pretty crazy. Depressing. <clears throat> so, um, I actually pulled it up on a map, too, where you can see... So this is Big Bend Road in Wakesha, and it ends, it's in the middle of this neighborhood, mm -hmm. which I'm presuming they, they probably lived somewhere in this neighborhood, um, and they walked to here. Um, this used to all be forest. Mm -hmm. uh, they cleared, since cleared all that out, but this is the dead end at Big Bend where they were, and the bicyclist was riding south on this road. The road ends for vehicles here, mm -hmm. and um, if I'm able to zoom in here... You can see, not very good quality, but there is a chain that blocks off this road. So this is Big Bend Road. See all the trees and stuff there? Mm -hmm. There's the neighborhood. And then the the road ends right here and just turns into a, a kind of like a dirt path with a chain here. So the bicyclist, I think, was taking um, this path down, and that's where they, they found her mm -hmm. on the edge of those trees. These kids suck. Oof. So, hmm. a Waukesha police officer then uh, later visits the home of Peyton's mother and father. Peyton's mom, Stacy's first thought was, something has happened to somebody that I love. Both parents were blindsided, and minutes later, they rushed to the hospital to see their daughter. Morgan and Anissa 
head north in hopes of finding Slenderman, who apparently resides in his mansion somewhere in Wisconsin's Nicolay National Forest. That is 200 miles away from where the stabbing took place and a 65-hour walk. So they had a long way to go. The two were located by police at a furniture store near Interstate 94 about four hours later and then taken into custody. They made it 2.4 miles. Out of the 200 miles they needed to walk, they made it 2.4 miles. And they were found at a furniture store. This is their booking photo. That's Morgan and Anissa. I told you that one had Satan in her eyes. <laughs> Ugh. <clears throat> Horrible little creatures. And Peyton spent a week recovering and returned to school in September 2014, later that year. Mm. That is insane. A week recovery. I feel like you would never be able to trust people after that. Week recovery and return to school. That's impressive. Morgan and Anissa initially blamed the other during interrogations conducted by police. One said she told the other they could become proxies if they killed Peyton, and if they didn't, Slenderman would kill her entire family. Mm. The other said it was her friend who had convinced her that Slenderman would harm the pair's family if they didn't follow through with their plan. Both girls also initially claimed that it was the other who first struck the victim. It seems one girl was excited to obtain proof of Slenderman's existence and prove the skeptics wrong, while the other was more afraid of what would happen if she didn't comply. Mm -hmm. One question by police, the girls expressed regret mixed with cold-blooded intent. Mm -hmm. uh, one is quoted as saying, uh, Anissa is quoted as saying, I believe it's ending a life and I regret it. The bad part of me wanted her to die. The good part of me wanted her to live. Mm -hmm. The pair were initially tried as adults for attempted first-degree intentional homicide, facing up to 65 years in prison. Hmm. They weren't charged until years later in December 2017. In initial trials, Anissa pleaded guilty to not being a, uh, to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide, but then the jury later found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. Morgan accepted a plea offer under which she would not go to trial, instead receiving an evaluation by psychiatrists to determine how long she uh, should be placed in a mental hospital. She also pleaded guilty, but was also not found guilty by reason of mental disease or defect and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Hmm. Um, this is a photo of them in trial a few years later. Hmm. I think they're around 18, 17, 18 at this point. Possibly, because... Uh, uh, the the details here of um, how they were charged and what they were charged for it it got a little confusing because mm -hmm. there were mixed uh, stories I was reading from different articles. So this is possibly during a later trial. Anissa received the maximum twenty five years in a mental health facility after pleading guilty to being an accomplice to second degree intentional homicide. At least three of those years would be spent in a locked confinement and involved involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute followed by communal supervision until mm -hmm. age thirty seven. In February 2018, Morgan received 40 years in a mental hospital after pleading guilty to attempted first-degree intentional homicide. Mm -hmm. um, difference between first-degree and second. First-degree is premeditated. Second-degree lacks planning and deliberation. So Anissa... Oh, I never knew that. Uh, yeah, Anissa was uh, charged with second-degree. Second Morgan was charged with first-degree. It sounded like Morgan was the one who... Um, Morgan looks like Who wanted one. to... Uh, convince mm -hmm. the skeptics that Slenderman existed. Morgan looks like the one that wanted well, to. Well, you keep, you keep talking about Anissa. This is, this is Morgan. Yeah. So, Anissa, that's Anissa. Yeah. That's Morgan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anissa's got the devil in her eyes, but Morgan looks like a cold-blooded killer. 
Yeah, she. It I sound, know who's who. It sounds like she wanted to prove the skeptics wrong, while Anissa was kind of, quote unquote, along for the ride. I guess. Um, again, Anissa uh, handed the knife back to Morgan, and I think Morgan was the first one who had uh, stabbed Peyton. So at least uh, three of those years that Morgan needed to um, serve would be spent in confinement in addition to involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until age 53, whichever happened first. This is to be followed by continued communal supervision, periodic reevaluations, and or reinstitution and further treatment as needed. In 2020, an appeals court rejected Morgan's petition to be retired as a juvenile. So this year, apparently she went to an appeals court and they denied her petition. Uh, she was tried as an adult. And a reporter had asked how Peyton found the strength to crawl out of the woods, the victim's family, fa- the victim's family said in a statement. Her response was simple. I wanted to live. And she miraculously survived. Uh, This uh, was Peyton. When uh, around 2014, Mm -hmm. she looked then. And that's her now. Oh, look at her. Happy and smiling and moving on. She has friends. Hopefully moving on with her life. Um, And trusting people. That's fucked up. Yeah, I can't imagine Poor it's gotta Peyton. be very difficult to. Well, you were friends with these people, yep. And then out of nowhere, for years, yeah. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, it's just y- you feel like you could trust them, and then they try to kill you. It's strange how they chose her as the target. I'm guessing probably just it was easy to get Maybe her con- to trust yeah, them. Convenience is just she happened to be hanging out with them all the time. Um, it was kind of fucked up that they decided on her 12th birthday to do this. That's very fucked up. Yeah. Um, what killed me more than anything was them saying, we'll let her have another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that right there just shows me, like, you were actually, you were going to murder this person. Yep, malicious intent. There is no reason that you should not be guilty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's so sad. Yeah, it's... it's A child. Children killing children. <laughs> it's miraculous that she's alive today. It I'm, is. I'm very, I'm grateful that she's still alive and, and is able to live on. Um, and I'm I'm very glad that both of them are being charged, um, you know, to the the maximum well, degree I mean, that they could be. Clearly, they they're both in psychiatric wards for a reason. Yeah, they're yeah, getting men- help mental that evaluations. They clearly need right. And there was a big reaction after this right. um, by the uh, creepypasta community, sure. by the creator of Slenderman as well. He expressed his remorse and everything on, mm-hmm. on social media, and, and I think he was interviewed by some news stations as well. Isn't that um, shitty, too? Like, yeah. you're creative, you made something for the internet for something that... You had never in your wildest dreams ever believed... that this would go this way. ...it would turn into something like that. But the way that people take things and construe things... Mm-hmm. They just, just get so obsessed mm-hmm. with it. And this is not the only case. Like you mentioned, you you, mm-hmm. you uh, did bring up a few other cases in, in your section There's as well. There's more. And yeah, I mean, I I doubt things like this are with Slenderman are still going on today. Sure. But yeah, there were there were more, plenty more before that. There were plenty more after that as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's just people getting too uh, caught up in all this and believing it to be fact. And yeah, it, it did... Um, it did have a pretty big response from the creepypasta community. Mm-hmm. They they uh, typed something on their main page expressing their remorse and everything like that. They said that uh, they made it very clear that they didn't condone any of that behavior and anything like that. That wasn't the intent of creepypastas and why people submit stories. It's just to enjoy the creativity of mm-hmm. the community and the horror genre. But as it, when you're a kid, your mind mm-hmm. goes to those places. Such an, well, an imaginative... 
two young girls that are clearly not right mentally well right and it's hard to say whether they were um mentally stable before this whole slender thing it's like they could have just been they could have grown up to be normal you know girls but uh they they just got they their fascination with Slenderman just turned into you know went off the rails, hmm. um, and I, I I believe psychiatric evaluation is appropriate at this point after you know doing what they did. But hmm. it's unfortunate for everyone. Um, but I'm very happy that. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, if she, which one was diagnosed with schizophrenia? Uh, I believe Morgan. I mean schizophrenia. I mean it's not like I'm a doctor mm-hmm. or a psychologist mm-hmm. but if she had underlying schizophrenia she, it was just a matter of time till she found something to fixate on right and, and that's that's what i mean it's hard to say there's no evidence or proof saying that they were fit you know right in the head sure. before this happened it, it's hard it's hard to say whether this uh maybe sparked or triggered something mm-hmm. that had been dormant you know in their minds for a while um but yeah morgan seemed to be uh, the one that sort of pioneered this whole thing. She sure. she was charged with first degree and he was charged with second degree. Mm-hmm. Um, her attorney, Morgan's attorney, um, was still trying to fight for her and said she should have been charged with second degree um, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she went to appeals court in 2020 to try and get charged as a juvenile instead of an adult. Um, but it, it's unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's hard to say what was going through their minds during that time. Sure. But they just took it way too far. Yes. Well, what'd you think of the beer? <laughs> well, we're getting right out of that. And we're gonna have the beer. Um, don't put your foot near my banana bread. You get your foot away from my banana bread, Zachary. Um, I, well, I made it with my feet, so it, it shouldn't be a feet. <laughs> Prove it. Um, I'm just, just still trying to process everything. No, you're good. I enjoyed it. It's a, uh, sorry, I'm processing the story, not the beer. Oh, I've moved on already. <laughs> uh, yeah, the beer was good. I'm surprised you liked it. I'm surprised you finished it. I'm surprised I liked it, too. Um, but it wasn't really that hoppy for an IPA, and it was kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah, it wasn't as strong as you know some other Again, IPAs. Again, what did you say? 6.8? 6. 6. It 4? was 5 point something. I thought 5. it was 6. pretty sure it's 6. It was almost almost 6. Um, I thought you said six. Six point eight. <laughs> Why do you question me ever? I don't know. You're always right. <laughs> um, I mean, you, yeah, you could definitely tell it's not a it's not a weak beer. Um, yeah, but it's not as hoppy, and that just again, like you said, you can't do the blanket statement of I don't like IPAs or certain things because not everything, even though it falls under that title, is going to taste the same. Mm-hmm. And you and I always have that mentality where it's like the higher the ABV, the hoppier it's going to be, the more bitter it's going to taste. Exactly. I don't. But think that's, that's not the case. Not necessarily true, right? And that's why I'm excited about trying more beers mm-hmm. and having more episodes because it will sort of expand our our palate and understanding of of different beers and how they all differ from one another. Yep. Um, yeah. Very. I I myself have very limited knowledge of how beer is made and what you know what an ipa really is uh it was really cool researching this beer and researching ipas and discovering more information that i didn't know um and it makes me excited to try more ipas later yep. down the road but again this is not craft beer in fear i'm sure we'll have plenty of other beers it's that like your will, not be, now. will not be uh will not be ipas so i'm ex- excited to not only try different ipas but try many different types of beers yep. um maybe someday we'll actually get a beer that fits with the title of the topic 
Well, I think that, I thought this was pretty good. fitting. I'm just saying, like, maybe someday we'll actually, like, get our, a topic and then have a beer. Our that, first that's... episode. But it was like... Zombies? Zombie dust? Yeah, but it was, it was a bad beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't like it. I did not like it. Uh, I thought it wasn't bad. Um, you don't hate really any of these. The only one you had a strong opinion on was Famosa. Uh, yeah. You have a much, uh, a well, much pur- more accepting palate Purple than I Haze. Do. Uh, um... Uh, yeah. Uh, well, even uh, I, I got to see even um, the second one, uh, the the Porter, um, Stranger Than Fiction. Mm-hmm. It was good. I've had I don't know. It was all right. It was good. Someone put that on a T-shirt with his face on it. It was good. It was with good. me holding a beer. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was good. I recently found out that um, Collective Arts Brewing, who made Stranger Than Fiction, well, we talked about in that segment, they make other cocktails, too. They make mm-hmm. different types of liquor. And they make, um, I saw an ad, or a post on Instagram, Collective Arts, because we follow them on Instagram now. They, um, I don't know if it's brand new. It looked like it was brand new. They have gin now. Oh. So they came out with, like, this hibiscus gin. Oh, that sounds good. Um, and it's, like, pink. Ooh. And I want to buy it. So maybe next time I'm, I'm at huh. Benny's, I'll look for that. Collective Arts Brewing. That sounds good. Um, I'm excited mm-hmm. to try that as well. I enjoyed it, like I was saying, and I guess you enjoyed it. You didn't really say. I, oh, I didn't really say. You no, did. I went off on one of my tangents. You did. <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, good. I thought it was very fitting. Um, I'm glad I was able to find a beer that somewhat tied into our topic. Um, and I'd never heard of this brewery before, Ailman Brewing. It is. It seems to be a smaller, more independent brewery in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make a bunch of different kinds of beer as well. Um, I'd be willing to try, I'd be excited to try a few of their other beers Well, I would well. say just from this one that I'm very open to trying other beers from them. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, but, but I was going to say something. Does it have something to do with flights and frights and how I really want to do that segment? And all of you are really slacking? Oh my God. I don't think we should be criticizing our listeners. Oh, well, I can't <laughs> freaking handle criticism. It's not their fault, okay? Some people just want to listen and enjoy the podcast, all right? We can't hold things against them for not wanting to... And maybe they don't have ghost stories, okay? <laughs> it's fine. We'll, we'll get to it at some point. Flights and Frights isn't our podcast. Flights and Frights is just another ep- extra it's a thing. segment that, that I want to yeah, do. Yeah, that, that we had come up with. And we were like, oh, this would be a really cool thing to do. Um, but Anything I like the, you want to add? I liked this episode. I think this is a really cool episode. Okay, that was I'd like, I'd like for us to touch on more. Um, I'm sure we'll have more. Because this was kind of like a true crime sort of thing. I think we'll have more true crime-ish episodes. There's only a finite amount of topics we can come up with that are you know creepy uh we have a running list That's not true. but i feel like we're gonna run out at some point i'm afraid of that this is only episode eight and You're i feel wrong. like we're gonna <laughs> so i would be definitely be open to uh doing some episodes just covering some true crime stuff um so i i like this episode because i feel I like i feel it, like it was spooky yeah oh yeah 100 percent. it definitely deviated from some of our uh, other episodes um but yeah, it definitely fits into... The title is Beer and Fear. Exactly. Anything it ties that instills in, fear. It in, ties, in, ties into our, our, uh, our podcast. Definitely. Um, so if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> Just a few things. Uh, we're, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We post occasionally. Uh, sometimes I'll post uh, passive-aggressive pictures of myself uh, talking about how uh, Paige uh, sleeps and mm. uh, how she needs to get over here so we can start our episode earlier in the day. Um, sometimes Paige will post pictures of her pets on Instagram. 
Um, and just, uh, you know, occasional updates here and there throughout the week in between our episodes. But you can follow us on all of those platforms if you want to stay up to date to our up, yes. up to date with our episodes. Um, we're also available on every single pretty much all the popular podcast platforms that are out there. If you want us to get on a certain podcast platform that we're not on already, just send us an email or uh, shoot us a message on social media. And then uh, Flights and Frights as well. Paige uh, brought up. We are uh, open to uh, receiving your personal horror or uh, paranormal stories. With a beer recommendation. With a beer recommendation. So, yeah, if you have like a ghost story or if you were haunted or something, or if you had something creepy happen in your life that you really can't explain. Like you were stalked. I mean, really anything that ties into our podcast. Yeah. Fear. uh, That you would be willing to share with us and allow us to read. We would appreciate it. And shout you out. Um, send that with a beer recommendation and, uh, our goal is to have, um, your beer while reading your story. So that's really cool. We look forward to that as well. Thanks for sticking around. This was a cool episode. We hope you enjoyed. Um, and we'll be back next week. And, uh, Paige? Have a good day. Kisses. (laughs) Kisses.